Chip, what shirt is that? What do you got there? Uh, this is actually part of actually part of my presentation. Is that rad? This is a rad racing shirt, right? Oh here, right? my god, dude! Whoa. Yeah, oh. Crew Jones himself. Yes. Oh, this is piece of heaven right here. <laughs> Wait, what, what do you got? What do you got? Fucking Lori Lachlan? We getting into some Lori Lachlan? We're not getting into Lori Lachlan right. uh, right. no, uh, specifically. No, no, just oh. very adjacent. Very adjacent. Okay. Oh man, I could talk biking movies all night long. Mm -hmm. Do you have more CDs than you did last time, Chip? It looks like more. It's the same amount, uh, CDs and DVDs. You want more? I've got a lot of CDs. I would gladly. How do you feel about fourth wave ska music? <laughs> Bring it on, baby. Kevin, are you asking me? I, I was going to say, I know your cousin-in-law is a huge fan. <laughs> Finger lit up when she heard that. I know, really? seriously, yeah. Finger. Started skanking. All right. You guys want to put on some Op Ivy, or is that what this is? <laughs> And Chip proudly displaying his action news mug. Time to live my life. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Please don't That's do that. That's all we can play of that song, Kristen. Thank you. Yeah, Jim Gardner will come busting in now. He's got nothing else right. to do. So, Did I tell you guys a story? I met Jim Gardner the day that I got this mug. Did you? No. Is that tonight's story? Oh, I love it. It could be. I, so a couple years ago, I became friendly with Deuces Rogers, the sports anchor on Action News. Yeah. And this is like a year before COVID. He invited Kim and I to come see like a broadcast at the studio, yeah. like the five o'clock, six o'clock news of like behind the scenes. Yeah. We sat in the studio and it was literally him, Jim Gardner, Cecily Tynan, like a cameraman, a sound guy, and me and Kim just sitting there on folding chairs. <laughs> and it was just like, oh my God. That's awesome. You know, like some of us have, like just through comedy, like I've met some very famous people. Yeah. I think I was like pretty calm and cool and collected. He introduced us to Jim Gardner afterwards, and Jim talked to us for like 10 minutes. It was the most starstruck I've ever been in my entire life. I couldn't, I could barely okay. speak. I was just, yeah. I was so just in awe. Like, I was just like, this is Jim Gardner. Like, I but couldn't. You grew up watching him. So, of course, yeah. that totally yeah, makes he, sense. Yeah, he was in my home every day from the time I was born, you know? And it was just like, I was trying to form sentences, and I, I could, like, other comedians I've met, actors, famous people. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I can hold a conversation. Everything's cool. Yeah. Not Jim Gardner. I couldn't, I, Trying, trying the whole time to figure out the right thing to say. You got to mm -hmm. nail it. The next comment better be good. He's also got a gravitas that regular comedians and actors don't have because he just seems like he's smarter and more, you know, he's yep. going to see In right control through. and just the boss. And yeah. like dad. Yeah. And he was super nice. He was super sarcastic with, I thought he was mean at first because it was funny because it was like at commercial one time. We're just sitting in the dark and Deuces was like, oh, by the way, Jim, these are my friends, Chip and Kim. And he's like, what? Like, he was just, he, cause he's like reading. He's like, what? He's like, oh, okay. Hi. And like, just kind of like that. Yeah. And we're like, oh my God, we just, I was just destroyed. You threw him off. Right. You threw him yeah. off. We blew it. And then they did like the last segment. So the show's over and he gets out from the desk and he walks over towards us and Deuces. He's like, Deuces, can you be polite now and really introduce me to your friend? And it was like super funny and super nice, nice. and talked to us for like 10 minutes. And a little fact about him, when they rebuilt that studio and like the whole offices, that new building a couple years ago, yeah, he refused an office. He just has a cubicle with everybody oh. else because he's like, no, I just want to be, yeah. I just want a cubicle with everybody else. Like I just like, wow. and he like, they were going to give him a big fancy office. And he's like, no, I just want, and, and we walked him to his cubicle. Yeah. Oh, he's the best. That's awesome. Did you steal anything off his desk? I should have. I should have. That mug. Yeah. Not that mug. I know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just, you can, yeah, his lipstick's still on it. <laughs>
Hey, this is Steve with the Punch-Up Podcast. With me on this episode are Jesse Preisendorfer. Hey, Steve. Kristen Finger. Hi. Kevin Reagan. Hey, Steve. And our storyteller tonight is Chip Chantry. Chip, welcome back. Welcome to me from you and thank yes. you for uh thank you for having me always always a pleasure do we need to start over do we need to start over because he, he welcomed himself yes i like to i just i like to make sure i'm extra welcome yeah chip you're always welcome you can welcome yourself here anytime and it's always a pleasure uh, to do this show it's just i'm, I'm so excited to be we here. love having you buddy thank you okay so i want to veer off just a little bit I'm not here to tell a story tonight. From what? You haven't even started yet, and we're veering already? I'm just, I'm letting you know that this is going in directions that you are just not prepared for. First of all, I just want to thank you. I have two reasons for being here tonight. Number one is just to thank you for creating this podcast, such a fun podcast to listen to, even more fun to be a part of, and it's always been an honor and a pleasure nice. to be a part of that, and I, I thank you for doing that. So that's my number one goal tonight. Uh, that's nice. Very nice, Chip. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean it from the bottom. You're welcome. You're yes. very welcome. I see I am welcome, aren't I? You are. <laughs> he was right, right from the get-go, Jess. Right from the start. I told you. And the second reason is not to tell you a story tonight. It is just to brag about what a tremendous athlete I am. Oh, very nice. Let's hear it. Brag away. Yeah, I'm going to talk about how great uh, my athletic prowess. That's all I'm going to do is brag for the rest of this episode. We're talking all sports, run the gambit. All of them, all of them. Just High tool player. One after the other, I'm a pentathlete, a decathlete, uh, throw the 21 out there. I don't know, just give me a yep. prefix and I will, I'll play any sport and I'm that good. Now, you're probably thinking, guys, you're probably thinking, okay, Chip's a comedian. He's being ironic. He's being sarcastic. Yeah. He's obviously a terrible athlete. And I'm here to tell you, you're wrong. Okay. I was much worse than that. Oh. I was much worse than a terror because being a terrible athlete is bad. I was way worse than that. I was just a very mediocre athlete. Oh yeah. Oh. Like just not noticeable. Everyone was like, wait, was Chip on our team? Exactly. Yeah. Because okay. I feel like the kids who were blessed with being just terrible athletes, like right off the bat, they get it and they're like, oh, screw this. I'm gonna go play the guitar. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. They're all in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, every one of them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I had just enough God-given uh, talent to, like, just make teams. Yeah. And I was there, and I just existed. You were, like, picked third to last? Where yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. It's not even really much of a story. It's like, eh. Yeah, it's like so Chip, yeah, as the as a guy who got cut, maybe made the final cuts a lot because I grew up. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow till I was a senior in high school. So any, any basketball Same. team, Same. Any, any basketball team I tried out for, I, I got cut. And I was always jealous of that. Anybody who made the team. So you're saying that last guy who makes the team. Yeah. Was jealous of me. Yeah, I was it, it, <laughs> actually. But we are in the same boat. We, we are in the same boat, too, because uh, in eighth grade, I tried out for the for the basketball team. And he had like three rounds of cuts. Okay. And I made it to the very last round and then I got cut. So I didn't make the team, but I made it that last step. How big was your middle school that you had more than 10 kids showing up for tryouts? Yeah. You would think it would be, we weren't that big. There was like two. Everybody who shows up gets a spot. Right. You would think so. But I guess a bunch of guys tried out. Yeah. I forget the exact number. I'm assuming maybe like. 20 or 30 tried wow. out and then how many make a team like 10 8 
whatever it is. Something like that. I don't know. Middle school, you're lucky if you get eight. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome because those guys who didn't make it in the first round all had two days of freedom. You got locked up. You missed three amigos in the movie theater because of this. I 100 percent did. And in hindsight, look, looking back, like I felt good about it. I was like, well, you know, I beat out a bunch of these people. Yeah. I am 99% sure that the guidance counselor talked to the basketball coach and was like, string this kid along, give him some confidence. Yeah. He needs this. Yeah. I, I really think that that's happened. I think I probably would have been cut, but he was like, let's give him a few days in the sun. Nice. Like make him think. So the guidance counselor didn't talk to your teachers where you stood a chance. He talked to the basketball coach. Yeah. Yeah, about a mediocre same player. person, Jess. Same person. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that Paul or Mary possibly could have called in and said, "Listen, little Chip uh, really needs this boost. Can we just keep what did him pulling family names? I know, guys. I'm going to use them. I'm going to use the them. P and the M. Right. Paul and Mary. No, I don't think they would have because they were like, he's not going to sports. They yeah. they got it. Like they would have been much more happy with like he's excelling academically, and I was a pretty good student, so like I did well. I, I was a pretty good student, but like, were I was, your parents were the, your parents athletic? My mom actually was a pretty good athlete. My dad had ne never really played much sports, but my mom was actually pretty what about good. your perfect brother. Not great. He was okay. okay. He excelled later. He was also a late bloomer, but he was Mr. Musician. He was a drummer. That was the thing. So uh, there you go. Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Yeah. Like he knew where I just strung along. So. I do have two instances, though, that I do want to tell you about, about how yeah. great of an athlete I was. And unfortunately, both of these brags are nothing that I could really publicly brag about to, like, really impress anyone. So let's do it on a podcast. I let's love do it. On the podcast. Yeah. You're in the right place. Yeah, you're safe here. I feel like this is a, like a, yeah. a dome of a bubble of shame that I can that I can just exist us. in. <laughs> just us. It's just us, guys. So I was, I was the kid and I did this too. I don't know if you guys did this at all. I really wanted to be a good athlete. So I tried really hard Yeah. and I realized that like, like soccer was my sport that I played from kindergarten up through eighth grade. I was never on the travel team or anything, just the, the league, but I tried really hard. I played little league for two years in second grade and in fourth grade. Took a year off. What I took a year off. Grade? I <laughs> took a sabbatical. It was the happiest spring I ever had that third grade. I don't know why <laughs> yeah. I came back yeah. in fourth grade. Little League Basketball had two of the skills necessary that I was the worst at, yeah. which was hand-eye coordination and waiting my turn. Oh, like, yeah. that's all baseball is. Yeah. Baseball is a lot of waiting. I just remember being nine years old in the outfield, just being like, this is horseshit. Yeah. Like, this is dumb what am I doing here? I am wasting my time. And I remember practice just because I play a lot of baseball and you're just in the field the whole time, just waiting for your turn to get up and practice yeah. your at bats. Yeah. But the whole time you're just shagging everybody else's hits. I love that part about it. Just catching balls and running around. My daughter's softball team uh, a couple games ago, one of the girls just, I guess, got tired of waiting. She picked up a bat, jumped right in. And I'm watching from as the first base coach. I'm watching. I'm thinking, oh wow, we went around that quickly, huh? And then I realized, no, she just wanted to hit. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so you go ahead, go for it. She's a pinch hitter all the time. She was feeling it. Yeah. DH. She's DH. Got a hit too. That see, she think she's great. in the American League. They just hit whenever they want. Yeah, I never wanted to play softball or baseball. It didn't appeal to me at all. I played soccer as well. Yeah. 
Because soccer, you're always running. You're, you're yeah, running. You're always you're it doesn't matter. You're Even when you're a little kid, you're just in that clump moving yeah. around yeah. the field. So at least you're doing something. And, and Chip, right. you're a baseball fan, right? You're a fan of the Phillies. So I mean, not really. Like, oh, I, okay. I don't dislike them. Yeah. But I don't. No, no, that's fine. Uh, yep. This just in, Philadelphia comedian Chip Chantry hates the Phillies. Hates the Phillies. <laughs> I hate this place. <laughs> At Jim Gardner for that. Yeah. I know, yeah, just like, just, please do not tell him that. No, I, I don't, but like, I can't watch a baseball game. I, I still, actually, I still remember this, Kristen, your husband. I remember when he was four years old at the old vet stadium and I remember wanting to watch the game. My uncle Dan would take us down and we'd watch the game, but the four-year-old Jonathan would have to get up every like two innings and he would have to go walk around because he's four. He didn't want to sit yeah. there. That's me and his adult. Like I will go to a game yeah. and I'll sit yeah. there for a little while and be like, Fair. okay, I just need to go yeah. walk around for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. Can't he's do still it. like that. He's upstairs just pacing right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Get your steps in. So like I started with soccer and baseball yeah. and basketball. And again, I was the late bloomer too, like Steve, like I, I so I was little yeah. and I was just getting crushed. All my friends were pretty good athletes, at least better than I was. I needed to shine somehow. So what I wanted to do is find a sport that was removed from like the big four. Yeah. That would be that off-brand sport, like rad racing. Like my brother and I were always on our bikes doing jumps. And like, I wanted to ride hell track. Yeah. I wanted to be a professional BMX racer. That's mm -hmm. kind of weird and different. Not that many people are doing that. Yeah. Uh, I got into tennis. I started playing tennis. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can do tennis. Maybe I can get good at that. And people kept catching up to me. Yeah. And like, we started playing street hockey. I was like, okay, not many people. Play. And my brother and I got really good at street hockey. Oh, I see. And then, yeah. And then here come the athletes. <laughs> I blame Wayne's World for that. It got real hot after Wayne's World. And I'm not even kidding. Well, it did. It totally did. Also, the problem with that too is I was like, oh, I'm going to play ice hockey. And like, not that many people play ice hockey and be good. You have to be rich to play ice hockey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to get up at three in the morning. Right. Yeah. We did not have the money. We tried to, my brother and I tried to save money for all the pads. You don't have time for that. And you don't have the money yeah. for that. So that was Ixnade. Finally, this is so embarrassing. This is so what embarrassing. Is oh, I can't wait. In ninth grade, when I was in ninth grade, my brother and I, who he's a little bit younger than I am, we discovered ultimate Frisbee. Yes. Oh, nice. Okay. Yep. That's not bad. This it's is a lot bad. cooler than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I feel like at that age, it's bad. It's the most fun sport. It's yeah. so much fun. So you guys were getting high every Sunday afternoon with your buddies? Just blazing. I, yeah. You know, it's, it's funny you say that every Sunday. <laughs> to fast forward a little bit, my brother and I and our friends in college and right after college in our hometown, we would play every Sunday at the middle school. You know the one, Kristen, up on the hill. I'm familiar. Thank yes. you. And we would play, and there would be like 20 guys that would show up every Sunday. We'd play for hours, and yeah. we would just play Ultimate Frisbee. I'm not saying that drugs were ever used. I'm not confirming nor denying that, but let's just say we always had fun. You were outside. Yeah, we were outside. We are having a good time. We are getting, getting some air. Now, in ninth grade, when you discovered this, were you one of the first ones to it, like early adopter? There was nobody there. Yeah. I was Neil Armstrong, buddy. Mm -hmm. but you know what yeah. I mean? We, I was the first man on the moon, and my brother and I, I got a Frisbee and we just went in our backyard and for hours we would throw that Frisbee back and forth and we would like dive for it. And we'd learn the different throws. And yeah. like, we were those early adopters and we're like, finally a sport that we're good at. And it was, it like felt good. So, but it took so many tries to like get away from the norm, you know? Mm -hmm. And I will say that I did continue to play tennis through high school. Yeah. I wasn't good. 
I always played doubles tennis. Like I was never good to play singles. Did you play on the high school team? I played on the high school team. Yeah, okay. I played on okay. high school. Yeah. But I was always doubles. If you don't know the way it works is like the best kids play singles. And then like, I'm so bad. It's like, you need a buddy. It's a buddy, a buddy system. You know, it's like, you're going to drown if not. How were you there? How were you in doubles? Again, I held my own and yeah. it was very mediocre. It's hard because you have to communicate in doubles. There's communication yeah. and I got good at that. But like, we were still very like, I was just on the team yeah. the whole time. Were you happy about that? Or was it looking back? Was it like, eh, man, I could have just done. It was stressful, but yeah. I loved it. I loved playing and I wanted to be good. And I tried and I tried and I just wasn't going to move up. I was always good enough to stay on the team. But right. That was it. Like, was that this was... the heyday of bad boy Andre Agassi and his long hair? All I wanted were those pink sneakers in eighth yeah, grade. Absolutely. All I wanted were those pink sneakers. I didn't get them, but that's all I wanted. Were you better than your partner? The doubles partner that you had? We were very similar. We haven't played in a while, but through adulthood, we still get together and play sometimes. And oh, we've cool. always been very compatible. It's been great. Yeah. So that's one good thing that I had. A partner that I really liked. His name is Harsha. A really good guy. And we communicated well. We played well together. So that was good. But we were both very mediocre. Yeah. Just barely made the team. It. Yeah. I'm going to drop a little family reunion knowledge on you. Chip and his mom often at family reunions do go over on the tennis court and play around. We nice. smack around in action. Okay. Yeah. We used, we smack it around. He's okay. Can you transfer <laughs> that into like badminton? Will you, uh, you know, rock a shuttlecock or is this strictly a tennis? I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I've ever played badminton. Oh, wow. I don't think I've ever, I've seen it, Yeah. but I don't think I've ever actually played. Okay. I've only done in gym class when you're like forced to. Guys, I just really wanted to see Shuttlecock. If right, yeah, it. I know. Kevin, we all know. No, no one, no one picked it up. The yeah. door was open, and you ran through, and I appreciate that. Steve, I thought it was subtle. I thought it was. That's subtle. what I like about you, Kevin. Yeah, I was surprised you didn't talk about the balls when he was talking about tennis. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was behaving myself, but you know, once we get in there, I, Shuttlecock is coming out. It's just going to happen. It, it has to. It has to. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Maybe when I get to college. Maybe I can continue yeah. to play. I also got pretty good at volleyball. I love playing volleyball and volleyball. Do you guys ever play volleyball? Off yeah. the wall? Off the wall, like in, in, a, yeah. in a racquetball court? Love yeah. that game. Oh, I wish yeah. I could have played that. Yeah. I got pretty good at that. Very fun. Wanted to play volleyball. In, I remember I bought a, I was going to Muhlenberg College before I, when I was still in high school, I went to visit and I bought a Muhlenberg volleyball t-shirt. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I'm going to be on the volleyball team. Like, that's what I was thinking. I didn't realize that there was only a women's team. There was no men's team. So Aww. I couldn't even play that. And they're scholarship athletes anyway. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, right. yeah. No walk that too. <laughs> yeah. Your guidance counselor is not going to get you through this one. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> However, I will say this. Like I said, I went to Muhlenberg College in good old downtown Pennsylvania. Woo! I decided I was going to walk on to the tennis team. Go Mules. I'm trying out for the tennis team. Yeah. Did you have any idea, you know, what, what kind of program they had there? None. No, no, no foresight. Idea. Yeah. Nothing. I'm at the school. It's a spring sport. I heard that you could try out. You saw the courts and that's all. They had yeah, so you didn't, you didn't pick Muhlenberg because you thought, you know, I might have a chance at their tennis team. Wasn't no. in the brochure, Steve. Wasn't no. in the brochure. No. But I was like, I'm going to give this literally the college try. Oh, nice. And I, I tried out. Uh, I busted my hump. We, we would do suicides, you know, like, you know, the sprints and everything. And I was the fastest one on the team, actually. Or I, was, I don't know if I was the fastest. I was just the one that was giving my best and I would win all of them. And I tried really hard. I was not good 
but I tried really hard. Finally, cuts were happening. Cuts were happening. Cuts were happening. The coach calls me into his office. Very nice man. Did you make the first couple rounds or anything like that? Or I did. Oh, you did. First. Okay. I did. We got a taste for it now. Yeah. Yeah. He bought another t-shirt. Yeah. Bought another I, volleyball t-shirt. Yeah, I upgraded. Headband too. Ready to go visor. I'm ready. <laughs> I, I wanted to buy a Muhlenberg tennis hat, but I couldn't jinx myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He bought Mary a tennis mom t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pink sneakers on layaway, just in case. Just in case. She still wears it. No matter how this story goes, Mary still wears that shirt. Yeah. It's yeah. very sweet. Yeah. I sit down in the coach's office and I'm ready to get cut. You know, I'm like, grin and bear it, you know, steel face, don't cry in front of this very nice elderly man. And he said, Chip, you made the team. You're on because you got a great work ethic and you're busting your tail out there. What? What? Your hustle. You hustled your way on the team. Charlie Hustle. Charlie Hustle, baby. It it works. Hustling works. Hustling works. And he's like, I want to see the rest of the team hustle like you hustle. If you keep hustling, you'll stay on this team. So literally, not because of talent, I literally pizzazzed my way on <laughs> to become wow. a, a collegiate athlete. I gave him the razzle-dazzle. Now, by the way, Muhlenberg College, NCAA team, we are a D3 team. We are Division three, and we are not a good Division three team. Yeah. Okay. So we are literally the bottom rung of what you could be and still be considered a collegiate athlete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's like intramurals and then there's us. You know what I mean? It's like, it's right there. Hey, you were above the line, buddy. And I skin of my teeth. They had a lot of raw talent on that team, but very lackadaisical and they needed a yeah. kid in the butt. Oh, like bong hits before practice all of the time. Sure. Like not me, and literally not me. And I'm being totally honest, not me, but like the other guys who were super talented and also came from like very well to do upbringings where they had their own private tennis. They were teams. playing ice hockey. They 100% were. And I'm just, you know, hustling my way on. They didn't give a shit, but I tried my best for three years. Skin of my teeth on the team. Wow, you stuck with it. Nice. Stuck with it. And then this is where it gets good. So I think I played one. I I played one singles match at our sinus college, which is in our hometown. So my parent, Paul and Mary actually came out to see me and I actually didn't lose in straight sets. I actually won one set of my singles match. And they saw me win one set and lose. That's two. awesome. Yeah. So yeah. they saw one set I won. That was sophomore year, junior year. First match of the season. We go to Drew University in Nueva Jersey. Okay. I'm playing singles because literally like two guys were sick or something like that. So it's like yeah. I'm playing singles junior year just for today, at least. Sure. And losing straight sets. I think it was like 6063, you know, just get my ass handed to me. But hey, I get to play singles. Yeah. I go home that night to my fraternity house. And I'm wrestling around with one of my fraternity brothers. Horseplay. Yep. If you will. Chip uh, breaks the old wrist, right? Oh. The right oh, wrist. This is the tennis right wrist. Yeah. Ooh. To this day, I still have a tiny little screw in this little bone right here. Oh, yeah. boy. Tennis season done. But much more importantly, and this is the part that it just pains me to brag about. Yeah. This is just so embarrassing. What people were much more upset about was not that Chip Chantry was not playing on the team. That didn't even make a ripple in the news. It was that Greek week was two weeks away. 
And I was almost a shoe in to win or at least get top three on campus in the Greek week Frisbee golf tournament. Oh, oh no. No. I just, if everybody can just, if you're listening to this right now, just turn down your speakers because I have to brag about this. And it's the most embarrassing thing to brag about. I got really good yeah. at Frisbee golf sure. in college. This whole time when you were on the tennis team, you son of a gun, you were also getting good at Frisbee golf. More than I just hustle really there, buddy. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a Frisbee golf team that you were also on? Were you two sport athlete up there? It's just drunk high kids going around at night, throwing Frisbees at trees. Not nationally ranked. <laughs> you guys don't have like a national ranking on ESPN. Nothing. We didn't even like, if you ever saw like, you know how like those, they play with those little discs. Yeah. And, like, did you ever see it where there's like, they have like all these different discs for like putters and drivers. Yeah, they're different weights. All the, it's whole thing. I understand none of that. We yeah. literally would just play with our regular big Frisbee that you would see. Oh, yeah. And we didn't have those like cages that you might see. It was literally, but there was an official course on campus, but it yeah. was like, throw it and hit this tree, then go around and hit the front door of the chapel yeah. and then throw it across the lawn and hit that statue that hasn't been taken down yet because he was racist. You know what I mean? Like, oh, listen. nice. I like that. That's a lot of them. That's pretty much throw a Frisbee anywhere in Philadelphia. But yeah, um, it sounds like you were kind of on the verge of inventing parkour Frisbee. Hmm. Kind of like I actually, for the first time in my life, got sort of popular because like yeah. you become known as like, and I wasn't a big pot smoker or anything, but there was like these cool stoner guys that played a lot of Frisbee golf. Yeah. I kind of got in with them. And it was a thing where like me and my buddy would play a lot at night. Yeah. And then you would go around the entire campus because it's a small campus, tiny little school. So like people would see us and like we'd be coming around the back of this dorm. So they would invite us in to like oh, yeah. partake in some things or maybe yeah. like, oh, stop at this sorority house and they have some beers for us. So we have a beer and then we sure. play through. I was going to suggest stop in for some light reading and a Tupperware of mac and cheese. Like that seems. Kristen Finger knows. <laughs> No, no, no. They saw him and they're like, Chip Chantry can fuck up a jam cam. Get him in here. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Well, that's a tragic, it's a tragic story. Can you tell us who went on? Oh, I can tell I can tell you who went on, Kristen Finger. Oh. I can tell you who went on because in literally the most shining chapter in my athletic career. I spent, and by the way, I broke my right arm and that I am right-handed, okay? I am the least ambidextrous person on earth. I can't do anything with the left hand. Terrible. You're all right. All right. I am all right, Steve. You can't even wave it at the same time with the right hand. Like, it's out of sync. It doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah, he's trying it right now, and he's not doing it. He looks like he needs help. It's pathetic. Hand me a deck of cards, can't shuffle them. I'm just, this this might as well just be a hook. That's all it is. But I was dedicated to Frisbee golf. Yeah. I was dedicated to my honor and I was dedicated to my fraternity. So for the next two weeks with my arm in a sling and I had surgery, I taught myself how to play Frisbee golf left-handed with my arm in a sling. Wow. And at the Greek week Frisbee golf tournament, Chip Chantry came in Second place on campus. What? Wow. Wow. Left-handed. Left-handed? Left-handed. Take that, Daniel LaRusso. You totally <laughs> pulled a crane maneuver. Oh my God. Wow. Did you, wow, you wow. must have spent the whole two weeks throwing that frisbee? I don't think I went to class very often. 
Yeah. yeah. I want to see a montage yeah. of Chip throwing this to like any 80s song. You yeah. Know? yeah. Never gonna give you up. Oh, that's gonna... not the song I was. I would think it was more of a driving song, but I like oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it could be a rickroll kind of thing. Yeah. I was thinking you're the best around. Nothing's gonna ever bring you down. No. Oh, no, I actually meant drive by the car. Is that... Yeah. Oh, drive. Oh. We're gonna cut loose, cut loose. Yeah, like a very sweet montage. Yeah. Yeah. Just hitting trees left handed. Yeah. I came in second place and the guy who came in first place, I, I was a junior. He was a senior. Jim Gardner. Holy shit. Full yeah, circle. The one and only Jim Gardner from Action News. <laughs> it was it was this, this kid who was like super cool. Mr. Like pot smoker, like kind of looked like a who's the guy from Freaks and Geeks? Tall guy forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, yeah. Jason Siegel. It looked like Jesus he was just like that guy, like just cool. And he was in another fraternity. Yeah. And he was like, dude, you play left handed. Like, yeah, it was the only taste of success that I've uh, that I think I've ever had. Yeah. Do, do you think do you think if you hadn't gotten injured, you would have taken the first place, the trophy? He's so good. I, I think I would have really given him a run for his money. Yeah. I don't know if I would have taken it or not. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Did you get Mary a my son got second place left-handed in the Greek week <laughs> frisbee golf t-shirt? And all all I got was my son living at home for the next three years again. <laughs> you still play? You still play uh, disc golf? I do play every once in a while. And again, I'm not good. I don't play with those little discs. Yeah, I yeah. just play with what they, they, they make fun of you out there. They call them lids. They're like, oh, here we got a lid player here. Because it's the big one. Yeah. Yeah. It, very jokingly. If you play at Sedgley Woods, which is in Fairmount Park. Okay. Sort of up above Kelly Drive. Amazing course. It's 100% free to play. Yeah. There's 27 holes. You can play as many as you want. It's free. It's beautiful. It's out in the woods. It's gorgeous. I play with Johnny Goodtime sometimes. Sure. We, we play. Uh, there's another guy, uh, my buddy Justin, who's actually, he's like, he is a legit player. Yeah. I'll play with him sometimes. I didn't play at all last season just because of COVID and everything, but I'm looking forward to playing this season. And I also want to give a shout out to Johnny Goodtimes, my buddy, who is now part owner of the Philadelphia Phoenix, mm. the professional ultimate disc team in That's Philadelphia. Cool. That's awesome. Cool. cool. All right. They practice by my house. Yeah, right by your house, Kristen. They play down right by the stadiums. Is it called the Super Site or something like that? The Super Play. It's, it looks like a high school football field. Yeah. But okay. they play. It's a little stadium. It's it's like just north of the stadiums. And they play on usually Friday or Saturday nights throughout the spring and the summer. I think it's like beginning of May. Middle of May is like the first game. It's the my favorite sporting event to go watch. Because again, I'm not a huge sporting event, but it's just a fun time to uh, to go see. Now, that. in Fairmount Park, are they are they open to you know rookies, first timers? I would say if you had a day off, go during the week, like go like a weekday morning, and you literally might be the only person there. If yeah. you go like on a Saturday, it might be a little more busy. But every time I've been there, they're super nice, very like hippie-ish, very like outdoorsy, whatever. They've always been very nice, and like they might even be helpful or whatever. But it's I've never been there where it's been super crowded anyway. I would do Steve, if you ever want to go, I'll play with you. I always thought it looked fun. Yeah. If the five of us want to go sometime, I will do it. It's just, it's a fun time. You just walk through the woods, you throw the disc around, and it's just like you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere, but you're in the middle of Philly. And it's a, it's a really fun time. I, I, I do enjoy it. Let's all only play left handed in honor. Unless you're left handed, then you play right. Then you play right. Then you're all right. And Chip can play either. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Chip, you want to plug anything? 
I love followers at Chip Chantry on Twitter and Instagram. And I have a podcast called A Dangerous Thing with James Heskey. Awesome. Friend of the show. Best guy. Each week we pick a theme. And then based on that theme, individually, we each pick a topic on that theme. Yeah. We research it and then teach that topic to each other Love that. and the listeners. You learn about two interesting things. I've talked about the Hatfields and McCoys. You learn about Queen Elizabeth, the first Queen of Elizabeth, like the, oh, yeah. the first from like the 1500s. Yeah. Did one about Max Hedrum. Learn about Slender Man. You talked about Winter Storm, didn't you? Like a big winter storm. Oh, yeah. The, the blizzard. The, yeah, yeah, he did the, the, the biggest blizzard of all time. Uh, that same one, I talked about the great Cabbage Patch doll riots yes. of 1983. Yep. We learned about that. I did one about the penny farthing, the 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 history yep, the of the bicycle bike. with the big wheel and the little one. So it's always like just a little I did one on Martin Luther. We all just weird topics. And you get yeah. like 20 minutes about each one. We try to make it funny. And then I have a, a podcast called I Love Rock and Roll with Ken Krantz. Each week we pick a different artist or musician. We research them and talk about them. Sometimes we've had some big musicians. We actually had Richard Marks and Daisy Fuentes were guests yeah. one time. Uh, Rick Allen, the drummer from Def Leppard was on. G Love we had on. Uh, so we've been really lucky to get some guests. And uh, and then I have Junk Miles, my favorite podcast that I started with Jeff Lyons, where we don't run anymore. We used to yeah. run, but now it's all about 80s movies, 80s and 90s movies where we pick, uh, and we would love to have you, you all on sometime, uh, where we, we bring a guest on, they pick a favorite movie from their childhood. We watch the movie ahead of time, and then we just praise the wonders of that movie love it. Uh, in, uh, in our episode. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks again for joining us, Chip. Thank you, Kristen. It was great seeing you guys. Yeah. And thank you guys again for having me so much. This is always such a such a joy. No thanks to you, Jesse. No thanks to you, apparently. Well, oh yeah, Jesse. I'm, I'm welcome. Excuse me, I am welcome. <laughs>